Hi everybody, it's Colin Ellis here. Welcome to another episode of the Culture and Coffee podcast. It is Monday the 6th of September 2021. How was your weekend? How was it? It was Father's Day here in uh, Australia, although I have to be honest, we don't really do Hallmark Days in our family. We're a bit weird. I'm not sure it's weird. Is it a Hallmark Day? I don't think it is actually, is it? I, I remember reading about Father's Day and I'm pretty sure the genesis of it is, and I'm trying to think back here, it's somebody who attended a mother's... I'm going to have to look this up, aren't I? This is great for a podcast, isn't it? Me Googling something. Somebody attended a Mother's Day, I think, and thought there should be a Father's Day. Hang on a second. Father's Day. Let me just go. Here we go. Yes, here we go. In In... 1909, Sonora Smart Dodd, who along with her five brothers was raised by her father alone. After attending a Mother's Day in church, she convinced the Spokane Ministerial Association to celebrate Father's Day worldwide. There you go. That was in 1909. Interesting fact here. I went to Spokane a couple of years ago and spoke at a conference there. Beautiful people uh, and a lovely part of the world as well. So there you go. That's the genesis of it. Uh, But we don't really do it. Uh, although my wife says I'm a great dad, which is very kind of it. So she bought me whiskey, chocolate and books. So uh, if that's the way we don't celebrate, like the kids don't care. Like my son didn't even acknowledge it, didn't even say anything. My daughter was pretty chuffed about it and she she sorted a brunch out, which was nice. Anyway, how was your weekend? What did you get up to? Did, did, if, if you're a father, did, did you celebrate it? Did you get a card? Did you get whiskey? <laughs> I like coffee in the morning and whiskey in the evening. That's generally how my days are. Actually, that, that makes it sound really bad. Like I drink every night, which I don't. Um, I don't drink on a, on a Monday through Friday. No, through Thursday, generally. Um, should get on with the podcast, really, shouldn't I? Uh, this week's coffee um, is a Chia Pass from Mexico, from Central America, uh, which is roasted by Jasper Coffee in Collingwood. I'll come back to back to those guys in a minute it's got it's got a multi cinnamon taste apparently oh wow uh yeah that is a that's a real multi taste actually that is um that's really quite different yeah that's really nice it's really nice um jasper coffee interesting story about jasper coffee is they're not like the hipster brands you get here in melbourne uh, so even though they're kind of roasted in a really hipster area, what's considered to be a hipster area uh, of Melbourne, they're not really. And I think it's because the, the, the ownership is a, they're a little bit older, the people that own and run the business. And I'm, and I'm not saying hipster good, everything else bad. It's, it just doesn't, they just don't have the profile that some of the other brands do. Um, but I, what I have to say is that they are the only, the first and only coffee company in Australia, I think I'm right in saying, who are a B Corp. Now, a B Corp is is an organisation that balances purpose and profit. And, and not long after I arrived in uh, Melbourne, actually, I was involved in the conscious capitalism uh, movement. It's all about balancing purpose and profit. So you kind of want to do good in the world, but recognise that, you know, you're still a business and you've got to make money. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I'd urge you to go and have a look at the work that Jasper do, jaspercoffee.com. There are collaborative, community-based, they support growers, uh, like lots of the coffee companies do, uh, highly sustainable uh, practices, 
so I think that's awesome. And not only is it awesome that they're doing all this stuff, it's awesome that they're a B Corp because it's a massive process <laughs> to go through. It's interesting the amount of paperwork you have to complete to become a, a B Corp, a sustainable company. So yes, from Jasper Coffee uh, today. Now this week, uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention on the podcast before we get to the topic is that this week is Are You Okay Day. So uh, Are You Okay Day is the 9th of September. And uh, one of the positives, if I can say positive things to come out of the pandemic is is, is mental health is, is now front and center. It's one of those things that, I don't think we've taken seriously enough in the workplace. In fact, I know we haven't. I know for a fact that we haven't. You can put some of it down to old-fashioned attitudes. Of course you can. Um, but I would say that the, I guess, the importance of mental health has really come to the fore in the last 10, 15 years. Um, things like psychological safety, which I might talk about on a future podcast, actually. You know, I, I've talked about this in the past is that you know, we never used to talk about it. Certainly I never used to talk about it when I was starting work, but you always knew when you felt in a safe environment. Um, so it's great that we're, that we're talking about these things and, and mental health has been a real challenge throughout the pandemic and continues to be, to be perfectly honest with you for many, many people. Uh, so we have a day, we have a day every year, um, called Are You Okay Day. I think the goal of every organization, and hopefully your organization is doing something for Are You Okay Day. If not, hopefully this podcast will spur you to do something around Are You Okay Day. What you really want to do, though, is to make every day Are You Okay Day. You know, and I think the the the, the kind of banner that the Are You Okay Day uses is a conversation that could change a life. And the theme this year is Are You Really Okay? Like, you know, are, are you really okay? You know, and it, it's really digging into, you know, kind of asking the question that, you know, unlocks a conversation um, to really, really find out. Uh, so, yeah, so I think every day should be to be Are You OK Day. If you're not if you're not familiar with it, there's um, there's a lot of, uh, uh, of information available on the website, which go and have a look on Are You OK. Just if you just Google R. U okay, so the letter R, the letter U okay dot org dot AU. So that's in Australia. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, you should definitely have a look at this. These conversations are important. And it's based around four elements. The four elements is literally asking, Hey, are you okay? Hey, just checking in, are you okay? Um, and then listen. Listen. Uh, and I think, you know, listening is one of the hardest things. It's one of the things that we're not very good at doing as human beings. And so just listening to what they have to say, encouraging action, and then checking in to, to see how they're doing. Of course, quite often when you ask someone, oh, are they okay? They'll say, yeah, I am, or I'm really busy. That's the default. I've got a, I'm publishing a video this week on bit really busy and things you can say. So keep your eye out for that instead of, are you, uh, uh, are you busy? Um, is yeah, you have a look on the YouTube channel for that. So are you okay? And I think, you know, the, the, the more you get to know someone, the easier it is for someone to open up and to talk to you. Uh, so yes, it's are you okay day this week. And so, so ask, you know, ask your colleagues, are they okay? Are they doing okay? Are they really okay? Is there anything they need? Is there anything that they want to talk about? Because uh, I think, you know, we've all got a responsibility to look after each other in, in and out of work. Okay, so this week's podcast is all about values. 
And values are a bit like purpose. They're kind of on vogue for organisations to do. The little boxes that organisations feel that they need to tick. Um, but I guess the caveat is just because a culture says or an organisation says that it's got a set of values or it states publicly that we're values driven, it doesn't actually make it so, if that makes sense. That's like, it's just like me saying, you know, I'm really great at playing the piano. You know, it, it might be true, but it's only when I'm tested that we find out whether I am or not. And I'm not. <laughs> Rubbish. So I can play chopsticks. That's about it. Uh, chopstick. Uh, yeah, it's that. Um, and, and, you know, so, so values, much like everything else, it's one thing to say that you've got a set of values and it's another thing to, to practice them on a daily basis. And, you know, again, these are exercises that I've run with, with organisations or else I build them into my workshops. I've got two culture workshops this week. Uh, two virtual culture workshops this week, and, and both organizations have what they would call a strong set of values. Uh, but, you know, unless, unless employees understand what it means to practice them on a daily basis, and then crucially, um, until they see senior leaders practice them on a daily basis, you never become kind of this values-driven organizations, and, and there should be things that are seen. They should be evident every day. You know, I like to say that that values are lived, not laminated. I think organizations are very, very good at coming up with values. And there's a process for doing it, right? There's a process for doing it. And, and like everything in culture is that if the people who are part of the culture are involved in the creation of it, then you get immediate buy-in, you get immediate engagement. Be because it's the culture and they were involved in the creation of it. If you tell them what the values are, if you tell them what the culture is, there's less engagement. So you can't just ram this stuff down people's throats. These are our values. We live these every day. Unless, unless senior managers are doing it, um, unless the staff have been involved in them, it's, you know, it's very, very hard to get the, the buy-in. So, you know, that's the first thing. And the, the second thing is, is having done the exercise, they just get laminated or stuck on a wall or put on an email footer or something. And again, there's, there's lots of good intent there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but actually what we want to see is, is kind of coming through in the behavior. So it's important if you have a set of values that, that you're really clear on what they actually mean. Right. So, you know, what does it mean for me to demonstrate it on a daily basis? So, so for example, if your if your organization, let's say, has a value of uh, like be human every day. OK, which is pretty good values have be human every day um, and, and then says, you know, part of being human every day is bringing your authentic self to work every day. That's kind of good, but it doesn't really describe the value. It hasn't really described how you actually practice that. Also, what if the authentic version of you is being a bit of a dickhead, you know? <laughs> I mean, you get them every now and again. I mean, obviously not you because you're listening to this podcast. There's no dickheads listen to this podcast. Um, because then you'd be actively working against the value. But, but, but be human every day, you know, kind of what are the behaviors that we expect from you on a daily basis? 
Um, and so, as you can imagine, with the books that I do and the programs that I run, there are lots of lots and lots of research on on values. Um, and so there was some research done in 2017 called Corporate Culture Evidence from the Field by researchers Graham Harvey, uh, Popadak and uh, Rajkapal. And, and they said that cultural values are ideals employees strive to fulfill. Right. Whilst the cultural norms are the day to day practices that reflect the values. So I really, really like that. So this is about me getting up in the morning, seeing the values and saying they're the kind of things that I want to achieve today. And then the, the kind of day-to-day practices that we have within our culture is the way that we reflect the kind of human being that I am. Because, because values, by definition, are principles or standards of behavior. The standards of behavior. So this is about you bringing your own values to the organization and then contributing to something bigger than yourself. So, so axiology is the theory of value. And so there's contributory value. So this is being good as part of a whole. So this is you deciding what kind of values you have as a human being. And then the final value is being good as a whole. And this is you being part of the team. So contributory value is this is who I am and this is what I'm going to contribute. And the final value is us as a team doing our bit to uphold the corporate values. So hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. You know, and values are kind of, in everything that you do. So there's a great quote from Elvis, right? Get this Elvis quote in there. And so Elvis Presley, uh, for those of you who know Elvis, does everyone know? I don't know. I feel like, you know, generationally, the Beatles and Elvis, we're probably at that tipping point now where people are like, who? Old people. So Elvis Presley said, values are like fingerprints. Nobody's but the same. I should do this in an Elvis accent soon. Let's see if I can do this. <clears throat> values are like fingerprints. Nobody's are the same. But you leave them all over everything you do. Um, if anyone from Elvis's estate is is listening, yes, I am available for high. I actually did a speech at the Graceland Hotel in Memphis. It's great. It's pre-COVID. I flew to to, to Memphis to do a speech at the Graceland Graceland Hotel. Awesome conference. One of those conferences that I that you speak at, and and obviously I was there, and I just spent the whole day in and around the conference talking to delegates. Fabulous, fabulous event at the Graceland Hotel. So not only did I get to see Graceland's, actually, so 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 Graceland's was amazing, and I and I um I took my dad, who's a massive Elvis fan from 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 his youth, so he had a whale of a time. But actually, the highlight of the trip, as well as the keynote speech, the conference was uh, we went to the Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, which frankly was life changing. So anyway, if you're ever in Memphis, yes, go to Graceland's and see Elvis's gaudy house. Um, but the Civil Rights Museum is, is unbelievable. But anyway, values like fingerprints, right? Nobody's the same. Leave them over everything that you do. So they should represent who you are as a human and who you are as a, as a business. They should never really state the things that you should do by default. You know, I remember going into a bank and they had their values on, like it was a beautiful building, like you know, so many floors and you had this big atrium and, and every floor there was like values. You could see them visibly and one of them was ethical. And I'm like, yeah, you have to remind your people to be ethical every day. Like, you know, that, sh- that should be just something that happens. And people are very 
you know, organizations, because they want to tick the box, they never do this kind of exercise properly. And they come up with, you know, things like collaborative is like, well, yeah, you need to do that. That's something that you need to do. Customer focused, right? Okay. Because if you're not, you're going to lose business. Fun. Like, you know, telling people that you're going to be fun. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, they're not very good. And there's so many, there's so many examples of organizations that, that would call themselves value-based that would just work. Like Enron is the best example that everybody uses. Like Enron, I even know what they are. So Enron's core values were communication, respect, and integrity, right? So these are Enron's core values. Um, and, you know, we all know how Enron ended up. They basically lied, defrauded people, uh, then covered it up and covered it up again, uh, refused to be open about their own accounting practices. So basically did none of the things that they said that they actually valued. There was um, Volkswagen was another one who, you know, kind of had these, uh, I think it was like customer focus, renewability, sustainability, and then completely and utterly lied about emissions and falsified tests and all of these kinds of things um, that they did. So Maitland Group uh, in, in the UK did a study of the FTSE 100 companies and found that three values crop up continually and their integrity, respect, innovation. And again, I want to make the point, right, is, is that they're not wrong. You know, you've just got some work to do to actually define what they mean. Um, I also think as well, when it's one word, it's hard to know what the value is. So if you take an organization like Atlassian, Atlassian, they've got, some, they've got five values, which is open company, no BS, build with heart and balance, don't F the customer, uh, play as a team, be the change you seek. And, and they are value statements, right? Which I love. So, so, so if we're talking about building with heart and balance, then what are the behaviors that you're expecting from individuals as part of that? You know, that, that includes being respectful. So don't talk over the top of other people. Make room for cognitive dis dissonance. You know, you want that healthy debate, that healthy challenge. You're going to look everywhere for, for ideas. You want to make sure that there's a delineation between when you're in work and when you're not in work. Um, you want to embrace pe people's passions and ideas, but also be firm about what you're doing and what you're not doing. These are, I mean, hopefully you can get a sense of these are all practical things that individuals can do to demonstrate the value of, of building with heart and balance and so values you know it works best when there are employees involved and when they're when their statements about what the organization stands for uh, there's a, a local organization here called culture amp um, they do uh, employee listening tools their values are have the courage to be vulnerable learn faster through feedback trust others to make decisions and amplify others and so, so again you get a sense that these are real statements about what the business values. They're not communication, respect, integrity. Like, you know, they're not those single words. They actually describe, they're, they're, they're kind of way markers for this. As an organization, this is who we are. This is what we stand for. Zappos, I went to Zappos pre-COVID. Zappos are an online shoe retailer. have got one of the best cultures in the world. They're based in, in Las Vegas. And they've got 10 values. And they're over everything. 
They've got merchandise that they sell that staff can earn tokens for. But I think, you know, my, my, when, I, when I think about because I, I asked the, the, the late Tony Shea, the CEO, I said, 10 values, is that too many? Like, There's a collective intake of breath. Like, who's this guy challenging Tony about the values? So I was like, oh, it just feels like a lot, right? 10 values. I was like, is it too many? And he said, he said, as a, as a company and as a group of people, they really embrace what we stand for. He said, you know, they, they undertook this entire organization exercise to build the values. And these were the things that came through strongest. And he said, well, you know, we didn't want to chop any just for the sake of it. So, so, so their values, and again, representative of their business, this is just a snapshot of them from what I can remember, create fun and a little weirdness. I like that. So it was about creating fun. It wasn't being told that it was fun. It was up to you as a, as a manager to create fun within your team, build a positive team and family space. Spirit. You know, when you talked about this, there's a fine line between kind of integration and separation. He said, we, we, when people need to work on their own, we want to give them that space. He said, but we believe in work like integration. We're, we're you know, we're a bigger, we're, we're part of a family. Uh, be passionate and determined. Do more with less. And, you know, and I asked the question of the, the chief financial officer. I can't remember his title, but it wasn't chief financial officer. That's how I remembered it. And I said, well, you know, do more with less. That sounds quite kind of, you know, corporate. He said, but he said, we never want to be a business that has to do restructures. We never want to be a business that has to cut our cloth. Accordingly, he said, we can't predict some of the kind of economic things that happen. He said, so, so he said, you know, that, that day might come. He said, but we always want to be looking at our business and, and asking ourselves, is it fit for purpose? He said, and there's positives and negatives to that. Uh, and he said, you know, we, we always want to create the kind of environment where people can be as productive as they possibly can. Um, and, and, and I just, for me, that really brought through that the essence of the values that if you're asking people to live them every day, then you should never do transformation programs. People, people like Atlassian, they don't do transformation programs. They do subtle tweaks here and there based on the values that they have. And then they use those values to hire people. They want to bring in the kind of people who understand the behaviors that are required to contribute to those values such that the organization uh, can move forward. So hopefully that's given you some insight into values, what they are, what they're not, and how to do them well. Ultimately, though, as an organization like Elvis said, they are your fingerprints. You leave them everywhere. And if you're a senior manager, remember that you've got a responsibility to demonstrate what those values look like on a daily, day-to-day -day basis for everybody else. Otherwise, don't expect other people to do it either. Hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. If you'd like to drop me a note, if there's anything you'd like me to talk about, feel free to do so at cde at culturefix.xyz. Otherwise, remember to ask someone if they're okay and have a fabulous week.